Hello and welcome back to the Writing Talk podcast. It's been a long time. I've been away, but I'm I'm back and we're going to try and keep it uh, going again for you. Um, we won't call this a relaunch because that uh, seems to almost be putting too much pressure on me, but uh, we'll call it a new beginning. So I'm uh, Michael Campling, known to friends as Mikey, and I'm going to crack on today with this new episode, asking... Can you write a novel during the lockdown? Welcome to the Writing Talk podcast, the show that helps you to build your skills as we go on our writing journey together. Okay, so as I record this, a lot of us are still suffering from some kind of lockdown or quarantine period where we're staying at home and staying away from people while there's a coronavirus pandemic. So... We won't discuss that anymore other than to say a lot of people are getting the idea into their heads that as they are kept away from uh, work and loved ones and other things that would normally occupy their time, they might finally get around to doing some writing. So I have put together a quick podcast to try and and help you. And I'll bear that in mind over the coming weeks as I try and put together an episode every week. To begin with, a lot of people tend to think that having some sort of period of isolation would be absolutely ideal for finally getting down to writing or to completing that novel that's been sitting in the bottom drawer for so many years. You know, we have an idea, we see people, you know, cooped away in hotel rooms or little attics or garden sheds or whatever, all on their own. And you think that must be really nice to sit there and do that. But unfortunately, the lockdown we're having at the moment isn't quite like that, is it? Because it's an enforced one. And it's a strange time because a lot of us are probably feeling quite unmoored from our daily routines and our habits and the things that sort of give a shape and a form to our days and our weeks. And if you're going to write anything that's much longer than, say, a short story, then what you actually need is routine and discipline. So as that seems to have broken down in the world, you're going to have to try and Come up with your own ways of managing that first and foremost, I think. Really have to get on top of that. You know, perhaps you can make something of a a plan, a scribble timetable for your days and your weeks, just to try and get some semblance of order into it before you begin. Set your stall out from the beginning and, uh, you know, make it seem like you're really going to have a proper go at it. Because you are going to need that kind of attitude. A novel is actually quite a long thing to write. Um, even if you go for the, the minimal sort of 50,000 words, that's still quite a short novel. I know it seems like an awful lot if you haven't done one before, but uh, it's going to take quite a while. It's not going to be something you can just sit down and um, tap away and sort of, you know, half an hour later it's done. So, you know, be prepared for that. Be prepared to have some kind of discipline and routine from the outset. So your routines that you come up with, they're going to have to be clear to you and perhaps to other people who might be sharing your space at the moment. And they need to be manageable. So it's no use saying, okay, I'm going to spend eight hours every day typing because that's just not going to happen, is it? Now, let's be honest. Are there going to be some slots of half an hour or 20 minutes or, you know, an hour where you can sit down and or stand up indeed and, uh, and, and get on with it? Now, there is a really good reason that lots of people will tell you that to get on with your writing, you need to do it every single day. And that is simply that it works. It does really, really help if you can do something towards it. And if we think about it, you know, daily practice of almost anything will inevitably make you better at it eventually, won't it? 
you know, if you practice juggling every day, you're going to get better at it eventually, I hope. I don't know. I, it's not something I can do. Um, but gaps in a regular daily routine of something like writing can really set you back, perhaps more than you might imagine. Taking a day or two away from it seems like a great idea at the time, but then it can make it harder to get back into. I don't really know why. It just seems to be one of those things. Uh, maybe that changes with practice as, as you carry on. You know, if you've been writing 20 years, you can probably take breaks and pick it back up without, you know, missing a beat. But a lot of us can't do it quite so easily. In fact, even Stephen King says he, he writes every day because the characters start to feel a bit stale to him in his mind. It's the phrase he uses. He says they stale off in his mind um, if he doesn't visit them for a day in some way. But coming back to that and and trying to sort of reframe it a little bit, because um, a lot of you might be thinking, well, I can't possibly do this every single day. I just don't have time. I have family commitments. I have, you know, work. I have other things to do. Well, I think it's a good idea to do something every day. And all I really mean is that you should put some effort into it each day. It doesn't have to be sitting at a desk or standing at a desk, or whatever, or writing longhand or any of those things. It it just has to be some kind of output. Um, so there might be some little time when, you know, you're walking the dog or you're doing a bit of housework or something that doesn't need too much concentration. And maybe you could have a little notebook with you and you could jot, jot down a few notes. And maybe that's all you do for the day, but at least you've done something for it on that day. And just to be crystal clear on this, I don't think that just saying, oh, I'm going to put in some thought into my book today and I'm just going to think about it while I'm having a shower. Well, that's, that's all very well, but I don't think that, I won't say it doesn't count, but I don't think that constitutes your daily output. I don't think it constitutes your daily writing slot. Um, I mean, if your story is any good anyway, then you're probably going to be thinking about it in the shower or when you get up in the morning or whatever. You know, it'll probably be on your mind quite a bit if it's really engaging you and um, and it's, it's getting your brain cells going. Um, but just thinking about it isn't really enough. You need to be getting that material out of your head and into some permanent form because in my experience, that's the only way that it ever starts to really take shape. If you keep thinking about it and thinking about it, you can carry on like that just, you know, indefinitely and you won't actually get anywhere. But when you start to write it down, you might think, hey, this is good or hey, this is terrible or OK, it's not so bad. Let's tweak it a bit. But it gives you something to work with. You really need to get something down but again, this doesn't have to be anything too grand. It could be some scribbled notes or post-it notes stuck on the fridge. Um, or it could be a speech recording made into your phone. Now, I actually recorded the notes for this podcast on a really simple speech recording app on my phone as I was walking the dog. Um, and I know full well that if I hadn't pulled out my phone and actually started that recording, I might have set off on the walk with the best intentions thinking about oh, I'm going to get this podcast put together. And in fact, you know, I've been going through these hopes for years thinking I really must do the podcast. Maybe I could do it about this. Maybe I could do it about the other. But, you know, five, ten minutes into the walk and I forget what I'm doing. And, uh, you know, I'm, my mind goes off on something else and it never actually gets done. So just the simple act of taking out my phone, pressing start on the little recorder, holding the phone up to my head. Nothing unusual in that these days. In fact, you're almost thought of as unusual if you don't have a phone stuck to your head. 
So um, assuming you've got some safe space where you can do your bit of exercise during the lockdown, take your phone out, chat away into it. If anybody sees you, they won't think you're mad. They'll just think you're on the phone. And, um, you know, start saying some ideas. It doesn't even have to be dictating in complete sentences. It could just be getting those ideas out. And it's amazing what sometimes even just saying something aloud will make you realise that you're on the right track or the wrong track or that the solution will come to you. Um, there's something about verbalising it that actually does help, helps you get past roadblocks, I find. So every day, if you possibly can, put something down in some form that is outside your head uh, and it will build up and you'll start to see progress as, as you do a little bit each day. So what else are you going to need? Let's compile a list of things you're going to need and you'll be pleased to hear that these things are very few because writing is a great thing. You can get by with just a pencil and paper. That's what you've got. It will work. It's actually great for making notes and plans on paper. Just sit and scribble. There's no kind of getting distracted with reading email or browsing. Um, you don't, You can be anywhere. You could just be sitting in your garden or you know, in some quiet little room somewhere with your pad and your pen and or your pencil and just scribbling away. Brilliant for notes and plans. Actually doing a draft longhand. I know there are people who still do it, but it is a lot of extra effort to then type it all up. Just So um, I did that with my first novel and it took me a very long time to, uh, to get it all typed up, I can tell you. So um, do think about investing some time in getting to grips with a bit of software, either a word processor or a basic text editor on computer or your laptop or your tablet or your phone even. And if you can get to grips with it so you can use it quickly and easily, that will pay dividends for you. You don't need dedicated writing software. Um, many of the apps that you'll see out there have far too many features for most people. A lot of them have too many features for me and I've been writing for years. But I mean, if this is your first novel, you, you'll get overwhelmed uh, with too many bells and whistles and you really don't need them and they really don't help. There are plenty of people who write novels on just Microsoft Word or on the sort of Mac equivalent, which I can't remember what it's called, um, or on something like Google Docs. Um, if you do want to splash out on a bit of software, Scrivener is very reasonably priced. It's on all platforms except Android. Um, so very easy to get to grips with. There are, there are rather a lot of features and some people hate it. Some people love it. I do find it useful. I've tried that. I've tried others. I'm using it at the moment. I've gone back to it. Um, mainly because I like the way you can give a status to each chapter. So it can be first draft or to do or second draft. And as I go through and revise things, I like to keep track of what I've revised and what I haven't. And Scrivener is very good for that. Um, I don't use all its features. Most of them I ignore. Um, however, a, a simple word processor or a basic text editor will do. And they are different things. A text editor is, is much more stripped down. Um, you don't need lots of formatting options and things. You don't want to be mucking around with fonts and stuff like that. It's just unnecessary. The content is what counts. The story is what counts. That's all you need to get down. Okay, so as well as your basic text editor or, or simple word processor, um, think about using a cloud storage service such as Dropbox or Google Drive, especially 
if you are going to be working in more than one place. So um, if you have different computers or laptops that you might be working on, then you can keep everything together in a Dropbox file or a Google Drive file worth thinking about. Not too complicated. But even if you're doing that and using a cloud type service, don't rely on that to be your only backup, please. You're, a good idea, I always tell people, is to have some kind of regular backup routine because if you lose your novel, you're going to be a bit upset. Yeah, or if you lose a day's work, you're going to be upset. So I won't go into a, um, a long discussion into backup software here, but if you look through some of the computer magazine websites or some of the review sites, you might be able to find a solution that works for you. You need something that is not too expensive, that's simple to set up and that is completely automated so you can set it up in a few minutes, leave it running and forget about it. And that way everything will be backed up. So just try and find something that's simple. I don't have a recommendation to give you at the moment. There are different operating systems and so on. I suggest that you have a search for yourself for the moment and see how you get on, uh, but it would be worth it. And I can't stress enough that any software that you use needs to be something that you can become familiar with quite quickly. It needs to be simple to set up. If you start having technical troubles or it needs things need a lot of tweaking, then messing about with your software is going to become a sort of displacement activity and it will prevent you from finishing your project, which is no good at all. So having set up your basic word processor and uh, figured out how you're going to back things up from time to time, I suggest you create three documents to work with. One of them is for your first draft. One is for your plans and the other one is for your notes. Tackling them one at a time in the notes document, feel free to blast down any ideas whenever you feel like it. Um, this would be an ideal place to record those stray thoughts you had while you were in the shower or walking the dog or whatever. And forget about spelling and punctuation. Blast your thoughts down. You might want to call that document blast or something like that. Uh, just remind yourself what to do when you have that document in front of you. You don't want to get hung up on it. You don't want to spend too long on it. Things don't have to be in proper sentences. You know, just blast things down in um, that notes document. The second document is where you're going to do some kind of planning. I'm not going to call it an outline at this stage because that word carries a lot of weight with it. It seems to imbue the whole thing with too much significance uh, to my mind. Now, everybody needs to do some kind of planning for a novel. I think I know some people say they don't do any and they call themselves pantsters and say so they fly by the seat of their pants and so on and writing into the dark and all these other things. There are lots of different methods. You can read books on it. But, you know, if you do that, then you're not going to actually get your novel done. Um, I think having some kind of document called a plan is just a good idea. And in there, what you're going to do in a, I think, a fairly free form type way is just write down anything that is going to be a benefit to you as you go forward. So for instance, you might have um, a list of your characters there. You might have a list of locations just to pop them down so you can have a quick reference point if you get stuck as you go on. Because again, you know, a novel length thing, you do lose track as you go and you don't want to be constantly having to trawl back through your entire draft just to try and find out uh, what somebody's name is or uh, where they lived or 
you know, what the name of that cafe was or any you know, thing like that. You just need a document with those things in an organized way. So put a few put a few headings in your plan. So characters would be a great heading. Locations would be another good one. Others might depend on the genre you're writing in. So if like me, you're writing a mystery, you might want a heading for clues, another one for suspects, something like that. Um, if you are writing a, a, a sci-fi epic, then, you know, perhaps you need a, a list of spaceships or ranks and things, you know, in your particular space fleet. Think something like that, that you can really quickly refer to. And then in whatever editor you're using, for each heading, apply a heading level to it. You should see it there somewhere. It's it's a very simple thing to do. Um, in Microsoft Word, there's a button there where you call something heading one. Uh, sometimes it's called H1 in some things. And what it does, it, it just gives a structure to the document so that when you write underneath that with normal paragraph text, everything becomes grouped together under that heading. And it's there's usually a way in there, like in Google Docs, you can tell it to switch the document outline on and it will show you then a list of those headings down the side of the page. And that's very handy to jump from one to another. So you can do it very, very, very quickly. And that's what you need. It's all about speed getting from one thing to another in that document. But remember, these, these plans aren't an end in themselves. We don't want to spend two weeks writing a plan and not get any novel done. So um, it's the sort of thing that you can work out as, as ideas come to you and don't be afraid to modify it as you go along. One of the things you ought to think about having in there is some kind of timeline. It's very helpful to keep track of the chronological order of events in your story. You need to know what happens and in what order, and you need to know who was where. Um, you may need to know who knows what at each stage as well, uh, especially if you know people have revelations that are dramatically occurring as you go through your story. We might need to know who knew what secrets when. Keep your timeline really simple, though. Um, a list of dates and times would be, would be fine with your notes jotted underneath. And again, with this document, don't worry about spelling and punctuation and everything like that. Just, just have it blasted down there under your headings. Your headings will give a structure to it, and that's all, all that you need. So let's move on to tackling the actual draft itself um, and how you're going to work on that. It is a good idea to have a little target to hit every day. It could be in terms of time spent writing. And that amount of time doesn't have to be the same every day. Now, don't be so too absolutist about this. It, it's not a stick to beat yourself with. Um, if your target one day is 20 minutes because you're busy, another day it might be 40 minutes or an hour. You know, it, it totally depends on what you've got available. So to be flexible there. A lot of people like to have a target in terms of word count, and that can be a great thing to do. If you're a new writer, you may find that word counts can be dispiriting, especially when you're beginning, because you might find it difficult to cope with it if that target is too high. So give yourself a low hurdle at first. It's better to start low and build up as you go. So at first, it might be something like 500 words on that day. And if that's really easy for you, well, then you can always increase your target for another day and see how you get on. And you can sort of build it up as you go, build up your stamina a little bit. But please bear in mind that as in most pursuits, you'll have good days and bad days. 
So don't get downhearted if one day 2,000 words is easy and on the next day 500 words feels like having your nails pulled out. It's just the way it goes. Some days are good and some days are not so good. Some days it flows well and it flows easily. Other days you work at it, but after a while you're not getting much done. And sometimes that's a good time to walk away, have a break, do something else. You might just have to say, we'll write this day off, we'll come back to it. We'll do better tomorrow. If you are getting stuck a lot, though, and you're just generally feeling frustrated, like your lack of progress, it might be an indication that there's something wrong with your story, I'm afraid. But it's not too bad. All is not lost. Um, Maybe you need to do some alterations to your plans to fix the structure of your story so that it's more satisfying. So if you've got some plans, you can go back to them. This is a good reason to have a plan so that you've got something to go back to and and tinker with, something to refer to. If you have nothing to work with, then that that can be quite difficult uh, if you decide that the structure of your story is all wrong. As a general rule, when stuck, I'd suggest you go back to your characters and think about them. Perhaps what is making you stuck is that you've changed your mind about one or more of your characters. Has their motivation altered? Did you start out thinking that one of your characters was a villain and then realised as you were going on that that they actually were going to redeem themselves and become quite interesting characters after all? So things like that can, can sort of put you off um, because you, you feel like you've sort of gone a bit off the rails. It can feel hard to shift the course of your story when you're partway through. But if you know something isn't right with it, and it's making you hesitant to carry on, then you really need to take a step back and have a think. Are you on the right track? And if not, is there something you can do to put your story back on the rails? You may, for instance, have taken your plot off in a direction that you feel now is is wrong and is going to get you in a mess. But, you know, all is not lost. What you've got down is only typing. You can change it, you can delete it, you can add more, you can try things out. Don't be afraid to try things out. Your first draft is something like an artist's sketch. Don't be afraid to do extra lines and scribble over lines that are already there. Or, you know, it's just, it's there to be played with. Um, You'll get better at this as you go on. And sometimes as you write with more practice, you think of all the different ways that it could be done as you begin to write and you're you're automatically in the back of your mind selecting the the choices that you want. I don't know if that makes sense, but um, it's it's like you were internalising the process of choosing what to write as you go. But it does take practice. And if you're beginning, you don't really have that experience yet. So the only thing to do is to put it down and have a quick look at it. Blast down a paragraph or two. Does it work? Does it add something to your story? Does it fix your story? Um, If it's good, keep it in. If it's not, maybe you delete that paragraph. It doesn't take long to write another paragraph. You've got to be prepared sometimes um, just to do that. You need to not be too precious with your first drafts. They're there to be worked at and to be worked on. They're not the finished product. Okay, I think I've given you enough to think about for the moment for one episode. I hope that is some help to you. To summarise it, all you really need is 
pens and paper, but it'd be good to have a basic word processor or text editor. Create three little documents, one for your notes or blast document where you can just scribble things down. Another one for some kind of plan, which you're going to organize under some headings. And then you're going to start into your draft and you're going to try and add a little bit to your draft every day if you possibly can. And if you get stuck, you're going to take a step back, you know, look at your characters, see if their stories are panning out, see if they still seem real to you, um, see if the way they're behaving is consistent with the way you've imagined that character. And if not, perhaps you can do a quick change. I'd just add one more thing. Remember that a story can turn on a single sentence. It might only be one sentence away from being fixed. So just up to you to figure out what that sentence is by having a fiddle around and trying out a few different variations. I'll leave it at that. And I will just quickly do a writer's toolbox section. Okay, for this writer's toolbox section, I'm just going to give you a quick idea of some of the things you could use, because in the main part of the podcast, I was talking about using text editors and basic word processors. Now, I've recommended before a very simple kind of distraction-free text editor called Typora, which is available at typora.io, and that is a free editor. It is very good for things like notes and plans. You could write your first draft in it, in fact, um, because it will save things out. It will export them to a, a document file that can be opened by MS Word. So it's it can be used for everything, but I, I quite like it for notes and plans. To help you get a daily practice going, Again, this is something I've mentioned before, but you might want to have a look at Focus Writer. Focus Writer is free or you can give a donation when you download. It is good for having a daily practice routine because it has a little calendar built in. It's quite it's quite a nice interface. You can customize it. You can make it look different so it looks pleasant. There's not too much tinkering around to do. It's fairly distraction free. It will also save out in a file format that can be used by MS Word. The only thing I would say, though, is that for some time now, it, it hasn't had an autosave function. So you do have to save your work manually, and that might put you off. It puts me off using it at the moment. I used to use it a lot, and I, I've gone back to Scrivener for the moment. I've already mentioned Scrivener. I won't go into that again. Um, all of these bits of software will have links in the show notes on the site at writingtalkpodcast.com. And lastly, I will just mention a new one that I'm having a go with, which is called Zoho Writer. And it's a cloud type um, service, so you can do it in the browser. It also has a desktop version of the software that you can download for free. As far as I can see, storing your documents on there their sort of a new account at Zoho doesn't seem to cost anything. So have a look at that. It's got quite a nice dark theme if you want if you like to work with a dark background on your on your screen. I prefer that. I think it's a bit easier on the eye. It would be great for doing notes and plans. And being a cloud service, you'd be able to access those from different machines if you have more than one uh, computer and laptop to work from. 
You could write a first draft in it. I'm not sure I recommend that at this stage because I haven't used it enough and I wouldn't want to tell you to entrust your entire novel to something I haven't used for that purpose myself. I will sign off for today. Thank you very much for listening. I hope that you are staying safe and well. I hope you do have a go at finishing or starting that novel. If you start it, I generally well hope you do finish it. You better had, or so I'll find out and I'll come round and be cross. So give it a go. And I hope it's been some help to you. Please consider subscribing to the podcast. All your uh, encouragement and support is uh, gratefully accepted. So I've been Mikey Campling. Thank you very much for listening and goodbye.